<laughs> I thought there was going to be some sound. It like 10 seconds long. And there's not even the rhythm. Every week I try to remember how GarageBand works on the phone. Remember. And every week I realize you it's fail. way hard. Well, don't fail too hard when you come out to... Sorry. Is this the home improvement version of our theme song? <laughs> You can improve your home by winning some of the amazing gifts you can pick up at Breaking Bingo. That's right. All throughout the Salt Lake Valley and other places, including, I believe, Davis County. You can now start playing the Pumper Fall Flaw and Seattle. Breaking Bingo. It's Bingo at a bar. Check it out at BreakingBingo.com for all the local listings. I do it at Tuesdays at O'Shucks. My man, Olyuk, does it at Monday at Tap, bro. Tap, tap. Check it out. And I've definitely given out... Uh, sums of money on or around the amount of $1,600. And that's how much my rain gutters cost on the house. Wait, you got your rain gutters? I did. You're too full of shit like you are normally, and then they had to clear it out? Yeah. No, Wait, you're it wasn't them fucking all? clearing out the rain gutters. It was getting new ones. Because you're so full of shit. Most of the house didn't have them. Thank you very much. You were so... Yes, I was so oh, full of shit, I needed new fucking rain gutters, or should I say shit gutters. We're just talking home improvement this whole hour, everybody. Nothing but home improvement. Holyoke, have you ever heard this? Wait for it. I see the gentleman from Utah. A friendly beehive staying. It's really specific. That is the song Beehive State by my main man, who I went down a deep rabbit hole and I saw that and was like, wait a minute, he did a song about my fair state, your fair state, Randy Newman. That's Newman. That was off his debut record, 1968, and it was later covered by Harry Nilsson on Nilsson Does Newman. I thought that you were going to play something that was a sample. So I was ready to pick up on that. The only sample, and the only reason I play that, not only because I found it and I love it, is that check it! Don't buy them chords. Cha-cha. 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 No chord. He's a cute cat. Love my cat. He's gigantic. One of the things we want to talk about today is popular... In the state of Utah or the Beehive State. Ah. Uh. And that is. It's like the Battle Hymn of the Republic. <laughs> Sorry, it turns out Coco Pelli fought in the Civil War <laughs> as a flautist. This is called Coco Pelli's theme music for the Native American flute. What are we here to talk about today, Mr. Holyoke? I'm just thinking about some guy who's like a 64th Cherokee. He's like, this is the definitive 
Cocoa Belly Dance. There you go. I've done little research in my life, but I know what a good goddamn flute sounds like, and it's this. Doesn't it get you in the... (laughs) Flautist mood? This will come up later, but... If I heard this, I wouldn't think the person's coming in peace. I think they're coming to now, make me mad. That's a little minstrelly. How about this? A secret Native American Cocopelli flute dance song. This is a secret, and the secret's out. It's uh, it's, it's a slow-down version of sloth, what is it, sloth and Goonies. I just remembered our fucked-up blowing chunks bit from the other podcast. Which one is this? It's where I said I was blowing chunks and you said you were blowing chunk. I'm like, yeah, I was blowing an 11 year old boy. I can't believe I said that. (laughs) Well, you didn't think of the implication. I didn't want to think of the image. (laughs) Um, Turns out that Cocopelli is as bad as the white person's interpretation in the 90s of Cocopelli. Let's see if there's anyone original song. Do they all sound the same? Esta noche, Estados Unidos. <laughs> oh, this is what, yeah, there we go. Authentic. ESPN Deportes. Someone wanted to make money off of this and have an ad on it. Coca Pella got brand new skis. Skis all day on the trunk of two trees. Coca Pella like to slide on night. Slides a night when the fishing's nice. It seems like more white people cash grab. Yeah, exactly. Which, and all the images they have on the video. So it's one of those uh, YouTube videos that they've just found JPEGs and filled the whole video with JPEGs. Hey! It's not very loud, but it's really cute. Body! What's gonna rhyme a song? Broke another treaty. I hope it's not wrong. Took out his large dong. (laughs) Don't stop playing until your song is through. Oh, God. Sing, go. song is making me very mad. We all know- <laughs> How about, let's see if Cocopelli Forest Enchantment is any better. Because you know how many forests. Forest Enchantment? Forests there are. Oh, forest. Said, but you know how many forests. I forest- think forced. Well, he did a great. The- forest Encampment. I'm going to go ahead and assume this is a dude. And it is. Yeah, Mark Casella. Your YouTube bullshit video. Uh, Cocopelli Forest Enchantment. And you know, nothing says forest more like a field full of cacti. Is a cacti field a forest? When you cut down a cacti in the cacti forest, does it make a noise? I think we need to get a botanist. <laughs> Are we going to get a lobotomist mm. to cut on our brains so we don't have to do anything? This is going to lull me to sleep. No, just talk... You can hear that water rippling in the background. What's going to lull me to sleep is the story not told of Cocopelli. Not told? I need to hear the story of Cocopelli. So a bedtime story keeps you up at night. Mm -hmm. I love a good. You know, I'm going to put you on the good one. This is a... 
best Native American songs. Oh yeah, this is straight from the. Oh, and don't worry, there's a YouTube of just dudes walking around the forest and modern day shit, not making me feel comfortable. It is a Donald Trump tweet though, because at the end of this video it says, in all caps, "N exploration point, beautiful." Couldn't even hold onto their own land. Sad. One of the worst videos I've seen online. I mean, uh, Snoop trying to shoot a clown me. Uh, Not beautiful. Opposite of that. Listen to this Native American. It's some of the best. Doesn't that just make you feel great? Makes me feel really bad about everything. What, about America? Yeah. What? Uh. Listen, we saved our nation from hearing the pan flute every day. (laughs) Pan flute. See? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to draw a parallel to something that people don't know exists yet. <laughs> oh, what is it? Uh, to the people out there, this is not our first attempt <laughs> at recording this story. Doesn't it sound like the seasoned veterans' second <laughs> no. attempt? You'd think to yourselves, God, they're really smooth. <laughs> Just like a pan flute. Let's just talk about that fucking cuckoo belly. Or are we just going to listen to shitty songs hey, after shitty songs? Give some bed music, baby. Talk to me about that cocapella. Well, cocapella is a delightful pictograph that you might have seen in the southwestern United States. Wrong. It's a garden decoration that means nothing from before. Mm. Now, that's what that brought us here, is that as two boys have grown up in Utah, around the mid-90s, we couldn't help but notice because it was not around before. And all of a sudden, mm. in like 1995, 96, everyone who went down to Moab came back with a dream. And that was having a nice little beautiful flute figure that they could put outside and go, look how fucking Utah Native American we are. But what they didn't realize is that we're totally, what is it called? Uh, when you take a culture thing. Co-opting. Co-opting. Cultural appropriation. Thank you fucking thing that we did some goddamn research on and we're going to talk about it right now and took it and turned into a lawn ornament as saying we're the southwest of the united states but what we say like australia and we all stay look we got the land the dango took our cocapella (laughs) so but what truly is cocapella and explain the image my friend to the people it's a stick figure with a humped back and it's wailing on a flute and maybe it has some antlers. I never thought about how it truly is a stick figure. I know, but like, I don't want to say because it, it sounds sort of condescending. You know, if these fucking people who... It's a shit drawing by people who didn't know yeah. how to draw. There was that even fucking infomercial in the 90s that was like, if you send in some drawings and we like what we see, we'll accept you. You could be a part of that art institute. And these fucking... First, you have to love to draw. And then it's like a shot of a turtle. Yeah. And you got to draw that turtles. Well, let me tell you right now, these Native Americans couldn't draw a turtle for their fucking ass <laughs> if they could try. So they drew a stick figure playing a full out. That was actually Appendix B in all of the, the treaties was, can you draw a turtle? And they couldn't, and that's how we took all their land. Could you imagine the moment? I didn't realize I was going to be so racist in this podcast. Hey, you got me red-faced right now. Oh. <laughs> Making me blush. Oh, does that? That's not fair. That's not fair. That's not gotcha fair. journalism. You, you played a flute and you led me into the whole thing. You led me down a trail and now I've got tears running down my face. 
Yeah, I don't think we realized when we would bring up Cocapelli that uh, it's rife for jokes, well, not, not always of the good kind. And also, you know. <laughs> we are clearly standing by these rocks that have Cocapelli mm-hmm. on them. And anyone who wants to stand by any rock and try to fight for their non misappropriation of their culture to stand up for what they are, I think that the Holy Schlockcast stands with them. Yes. In fact, what we're doing here is just trying to point out the bastardization of. I feel like a moment where people were thinking they were doing a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like, we're supporting We're celebrating it. it. We love this shit that we put out on our fucking... It's more or less a, a garden gnome. We should have looked up garden gnomes, the mm. similarities between those two. Do you think garden gnomes had a giant dingus that used to That's have That's what them? I was going to say. The ultimate insult was that they lopped off the Cocopelli dingus. Now, people... When, they took, when the white people decided that they were going to hang out the Cocopelli. So, the Cocopelli... That we all, I hopefully at this point you've searched it, you looked it up, is the misappropriated pictograph. Pictograph or is a petroglyph? Pictograph. Maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. But it is of a flautist uh, Cocopelli figure. <laughs> oh, a Cocopelli is a Cocopelli. It's a Cocopelli that is a Cocopelli. That's why I work for the dictionary. <laughs> uh, uh, like uh, Garby said, the stick figure. But uh, what people don't know, and I didn't know this actually until we started read, uh, reading up on it, is that the actual, what it's based on, Cocopelli figure has a giant protruding boner. Big just as big out. as that flout. Some say, is it playing the flat or is it playing a dingus? But it has got a boner, and they lopped it off to make it appropriate for white uh, people. White people don't like their dicks. I'm a fan of... I remember when I went to... Uh, I went to Pompeii. Did you know about this place? Have you heard of this? Have you seen this? You went to Pompeii in fucking mm. Europe? Yes. I went there when I was 16 on a fucking high school trip. And the thing the tour guide couldn't wait to show us is that, boner? is that on the streets of Pompeii, they would put figures of dicks pointing mm. towards the whorehouse. And so his big thing was to be like, hey, kids, look at the fucking dick. Ithophallic was the word for uh, portraying a engorged boner dick. Ithophallic. Uh, Ithophallic is the name I'm going to name my firstborn child. So <laughs> I want you to know that. So I'm glad you brought it up here tonight. But this fucking... What is this music, for God's sakes? It's getting better. This is people in a park. This is traditional Native American house It's the same music. thing. I put on a video that has a time... Of 59 minutes, and we're only seven minutes into it. I don't know. The video, this Cocapelli in the video must have a dick, and it's doing some action right now. Yeah, this sounds out, like Native American pornography. This music. is just a bunch of people drawing on rocks, giant dicks. That's all that this is. Drawing a big, giant dick on a rock now. Mm. So, where did this Cocapelli come from? Well, it turns out that it started. And what was it, 750 to 1100 AD? That was like the More first. More or less. And that was so it would have been the Anasazi? Hopi. Hopi. I think Anasazi was a long time ago. But that is based Earlier. totally on some random thought I have in my head. Well, good work, buddy. And we're hearing it and we're loving it. So here's what I would say about the Hopi. They had hope for a flute man who would come around and pregnate their beautiful women. More or less talk to me. Yeah, I think that one of the theories is that the Cocapelli was a Mayan man coming up from Central America. 
Central. You did say Central, right? Yes. You know what? I wish I knew more about the good folks at the Thai Corporation. We'll get to that later. Right now, we're focused on a couple of beans traded between <laughs> cultures and the babies that the Coca Pelli might have offered. I don't know about the baby business, but I know that Maya, mm-hmm. Mayans. I don't mean to tie you down on this one, <laughs> but I just want to hear more about what Coca Pelli means to the cultures that drew it. The Mayans would come And up I'm to- not talking Druids. Druins? Drew. The Boston Druins? Yeah. <laughs> the Dawson Druins? Now they fired Claude Drulian. Dr- <laughs> Drulian. Uh, the Mayan trader would come up, wailing on his flute, let everyone know that he was in town and, and came in peace. And the humpback was actually a satchel of goods. Yeah. So he'd, he'd Jethro told his way up to the encampment and trade goods and services with the people now, in the Southwest. Can I tell you a personal feeling of mine as I read this article about the Coca Palace? Please. I felt as though the flute in this culture was the equivalent to the this fucking music. It's like Enigma. Sorry, this as, is as all I was saying Enigma. I realized in the middle of the oh, Enigma, it's a fucking racist there. I got this off of pure moods. moods. We've Three. talked about pure moods before, haven't we? I, I I still think we need to do a whole podcast on it. So I feel. Oh, listen to the something sounds of tubular bells. We've played Pure Moods. I have to have done that before, right? Oh, God. I like it. We, it's, we my to... doctor, it's my Doctor Strange story. It's like, have we listened to Pure Moods? We need an archivist that tells us all the dumb shit we've done. It's going to be our fucking parole officer. <laughs> Listen, boys, you've done it already. Back to the fucking clink. <laughs> God. <laughs> He's uh, part of our probation. Officer, we've played pure mutes. That's at least 15 hours of community service. <laughs> no, boys, you've already done that. Uh, I was going to say that I believe that the Cocapelli flute twiz of our culture the college man playing an acoustic guitar. Mm. That I feel it's kind of as lame. Like, that's like... He's learning the ladies. But okay, so we have to talk about also that it's a lot to do with fertility and that yes. some people... It's, so it's described as a hump back, which I like has become a thing in most... Go- like, you have your hump... <laughs> your sexy hunchback? <laughs> oh my God. What? This is in Lost of the Mohicans. Lost of the Mohicans? That could be your biography. This is absolutely unless the Mohicans. No matter how far, <laughs> I will find you. Nice cloth. No, the, you know what it is? This is the song at the end of the thing when the brother of the white boy in Last of the Mohicans tries to fight uh, the dude who is in... Uh, Street Fighter as the Indian dude, but mm. he was Wes Studi. Wes Studi. Wes Studi. God damn it, son of a bitch. Why don't we just watch The Last of the Mohicans? I think it's Wes Studi, dude. Wes Studi. Wes. Oh. W E S space S T U D I. S T U D I. S. S-T-U. Um, Wesley West Studi is a Cherokee actor 
and he was the dude in Last of the Mohicans, Avatar Dances with Wolves, Geronimo as Geronimo. Geronimo's? Geronimo's the ball. Geronimo's Pizza? He's in all the good stuff. It's Wes Studi. Of course, Wes Studi. Anyway, Wes Stussy. <laughs> what else are we talking about here? It was Stussy. It's a callback to our lost You'll episode. You'll hear about that in a second here, people. Anything else about Coke Capels? Yeah. Uh, white people love it. The like, chopping off dicks of... You know, that was the thing that... It just basically comes back to Actually, this. that is interesting. What? Maybe this is a valid point. Maybe it's just me being an armchair shithead. But uh, I was thinking of Coke Capels. very similar to Pan, the Pan creature in mythology. You know... Dance oh, I hear you loud and clear. Fertility. Fertility, God flipping around with a flute, having a great time. And what do the Christians do? They come by and they... Lop it off. Lop off that dingus. They, they lopped off all the dinguses of the mythology and made it less sexy and told everyone to stop jamming their Ds so much. And they did the same damn thing to the fucking Coco Pelli. Quote Wes Studi. That was from his autobiography. <laughs> Stude it. Stude it. Stude and the Wes. Fuck, what's that song? Here we go now to the West Studi. It's a. A message to you, Studi. We love you so much. Let's never cut off the dinguses of the Native Americans. I do want to say, what? I found out today I'm having a little girl, and uh, I was kind of bummed that it wasn't a dude for this reason alone. Because you could never name West Duty. <laughs> I can't name her West Duty. No, I was excited to be like, hey, everyone, I'm not going to chop off a chunk of my boy's dick. We have been going to the Southern Utah drawing pictures of your soon-to-be son with a giant penis in the rocks, yeah. and now we have to cut We have, we have to, to cut, cut it right off. off. We cut it right off. Otherwise, it's not going to be. So you found this at breaking news. Bye bye bye. <laughs> You've got yourself a young, beautiful baby girl coming your way. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be happier for you, my man. I'm very excited about it. This is T minus three months. We've been oh. doing this. Baby is about the same age as this podcast. That's true. I think it's like a week. The kid Holy is like a week shit. older. That's beautiful. And also, so I'll tell it. Like when it reaches a certain age, hey, guess what? You're um, you're linked inherently to this podcast, and she'll listen to it and be like, "Why'd you bring me into this world?" You're, yeah, she's gonna be really quickly like, "I wish instead of the cutting off the penis, they would have cut your head off." Your penis. <laughs> I'm sick of you too. And how the hell did this ever happen? We'll explain to her. It was the mid 2000 teens when white men had to make podcasts. It yeah. was an obligation by the state. Uh, we don't get any for, sort of uh, for, uh, funding unless we do it. <laughs> Our funding's getting cut. The end national endowment of the podcasts. Well, what's going to be amazing is when people listen to this, they'll go, wow, that seems like Season Vets did this. You're telling me they did two episodes? We've been hinting at this. Mm-hmm. But on Monday, you came over, which was always good to see you. Monday's our normal recording night. But you had been at a jazz game. That's true. And I had stuck around a little too long at bingo. So we both were a little bit inebriated. And by a little bit, we mean a lot. I mean that I have been in intensive care. You were in with Ben Affleck. You've been recording this in uh, the U of U hospital. I've just gotten out of a coma. 
My liver is <laughs> up to normal standards. Now. I was actually just coming out of my ultrasound, and you were across the way. <laughs> you found me. Schlegel. I got the equipment. Let's do this. I love it, dude. Have you thought about Coca Pellies? Matter of fact, Wes Studi's here with us here. He's doing the hospital rounds. And then uh, you went into failure, heart failure, and we had to get a crash cart. That's true. Um, I thought that would be funny. I was like, oh, that'll be funny. (laughs) Turns out. And then I picture, I was like, maybe I am dying. Maybe Maybe (laughs) I I am dead. Oh, God. And Wes Studi would play the pan flute. That's all I want. It's just, as I go into the fucking ether, give me 30 seconds of Wes Studi playing the pan flute and saying, I will find you. And then I never cease to exist again. Wes Studi blues. Wes. Well, I'm going to go. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. That would be amazing if that happened. Okay. We are now going to cut to... All of the stuff we had listened to earlier, people, you're going to hear a whole other podcast that happened. We just, for whatever reason, we needed to do it again. We got really fucked up. Yeah. And Schlegel started dropping all his knowledge about other stuff. I want to do this whole podcast about tagginess. And I and I And I was like, that's cool. Tell me some other stuff you might do. And but I then just nothing said ever, Yeah. And then I nothing screamed, ever came up. So I like, screamed Coca Pelli and hung up the phone. <laughs> so we were like, let's do Coca Pelli. And so I was tired and sick and drunk. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, we got our Coca Pelli shit out of the fucking way. And I said, we're not letting this baby to bed because we got to tie a new ribbon. It's a beanie baby ribbon. <laughs> and I added this. I was like, it was like that wild card part of uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, I was like, wild, wild card. card. And I just brought, I had, I've done more knowledge on beanie babies than I've ever done on anything before. And listening was, back to it, it was astounding how much you knew about it. I was laying that beanie baby knowledge on you, and it just led to you being like, I'm going to fall asleep and go to bed. And but to be fair, I didn't. Yeah. You just I got knew up I and wanted left. to. So usually, you know. <laughs> I will say this the first round of the podcast, you had much better music. <laughs> That's true. Let me go to it now. Sorry, that button didn't work. But yes, we will play now for you the lost, not lost, but just our first attempt. <laughs> we tried chopping off this dick and it didn't get cut off. This was us cutting it off. Listen to it now. You're going to hear I, it. I like to think that it's going to be like indiscernible. They'll be like, how was well, that? Was how, was that any, how was that any worse than what you just did? <laughs> we'll hear it now. And what I really wanted to talk about this week was the idea of tackiness. That idea of that thing you buy. Yeah, that started as something beautiful and It's materialistic, by the way, too. It's like, because like American culture, like I've been thinking about this. This is something I wanted to talk about, dude. Is like when we, I'm sorry, I'm let that flute play over for a second. When we see shit that comes out of Greek culture, Roman culture, any sort of culture, we're talking culture and not culture club. But I always like the idea that what we're seeing was actually what the tacky people in ancient Greece, like, like you, like we're not seeing the high art. We're seeing more or less the rhinestone jacket of that culture. It's like. 
uh, excavating a junior high in North America and finding that little S symbol that people carved Stussy. in the Stussy! Is this Stussy? The one with the... Th- there's six lines. Yeah. And then you connect them and make makes an S. I think Stussy might have like co-opted that. No, I disagree, good well, sir. Well, okay. Anyways, all that to say... Finding that and excavating We're not that. finding Nemo, we're finding Stussy. Okay? And being like, that is the end-all, be-all, that society. Um, I just, if we were going to take a snapshot of the 90s, and there was a kid drawing a Stussy chain, wearing Jankos, Junkos, with the big J. Ja- Stucci man. And then he had the cool bleach tips. That like if they found a photo of that, they would be like, "This is what a person in this year looked like." But truly, they were just the douchebag of that time. Shebags, 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 shebags. Now, talk to me. I really just wanted to talk about the the institution of tackiness because now we've now we've introverted tackiness to being the cool thing to do. Mm. What do you think about? Yeah, like with the high waisted pants. Isn't that hip? Super hip. What was like, oh my god, super nineties has now become oh my god, how cool are you? Super. I mean my Tinder profile is all about the high waisted yeah. pants. That's your favorite thing. Because folks, uh once your wife becomes impregnated. Uh, you just want to get out and get your own Tinder profile, and you. But then you find yourself in the very sticky situation. How do I relate to the young gals? And it's through the high waisted pant. The er, you were given an urge to pregnant. Yeah, that doesn't go away. No, but you did it. Yeah, I, I haven't. Not that as far as you know. No. You have to have sex, right? That's the first thing. Well. Depends on your definition of CX. So I have put my seed into many of Brank's jars. It's uh, sad jars of sadness. And I've sent them to many uh, nobility and I've asked them to help me out on this situation. Now, the real question I have for you what else is tackiness in this world? And to me, the biggest. It's embroidered Disney or Looney Tunes. No. Well, oh my God. Fucking Tasmanian devil tattoos. That was a thing. Embroidered. That's what I'm talking about specifically. Like the cool Leatherman jacket ones. My wife and I were at a maternity store. What, fetal photo? Sure. There was a real store I saw in West Jordan the other day. It was called Fetal Photo. You're right. And it's an ultrasound store. I'm talking about a maternity store where you go buy pants and shirts with big old waists. And the people in front of us were taking forever. And it was because the daughter, who in all likelihood was having a baby out of wedlock. The mother had a big old leather satchel with an embroidered Mickey Mouse. And he said, I don't mean to bring down the pan flute. Because my podcast is about Coke Pelly. But when I see where that young lady. It's little Peter Gabriel. I also want to bring down the. This is Coke Pelly Big me- time.
fuck big sledgehammer on her is what I was trying to say. I don't mean to bring down the hammer or sledgehammer on her. One of the greatest. Now talk to me about this whole... You're having a child. No, but like, what I wanted to get back to, the secret part of this podcast I was going to... I did research on I didn't tell you about. (laughs) I'll do anything you need. (sighs) What is the most tacky thing to come out of the 90s besides... Carvalho's. Beanie Babies, my man. Ooh. Beanie Babies. Did you get into that shit? No. You never? Huh. I didn't either. Yeah. But here's the deal. They were made by the Thai company, right? You're right. T.Y. T.Y. They tried doing a thing where they were like, we'll make, a, we'll make a batch and see if it goes. They had the original launch with what? Legs the Frog, Squealer the Pig, Spot the Dog, Flash the Dolphin. I don't remember that. Sp- oh, that was Flash the Dolphin. Splash the Whale. Chocolate the... Lab. Moose. P- Patty the... St. Patrick's Day. Platypus. Brownie the... Girl Scout. Bear. Later renamed Cubby. And Pinchers the... Doberman. Lobster. <laughs> Zero for five. You were a big shithead. But there was some amazing stuff in the fact that... Did you know that it started out of Chicago? No. I have to blame the people of Chicago for bringing out this entire thing. Your pink shirt looks like uh, the neighbor in Three's Company. It's like not a shirt, it's a bandana. Holyoke is referring to the shirt I'm wearing right now. He's just looking at me. He doesn't realize that I am just wearing a bandana. Did you know that? It's what it looks like. What's the guy's name? The neighbor in Three's Company? No one knows. They never (laughs) revealed it. (laughs) It's an Easter egg for the fans to find out. Anyway, Beanie Babies were full of... (laughs) I'm sorry I didn't give a fuck about the Beanie Babies. What's up with you, dude? I'm just getting some beanies. Cool. Tell me about what you. Maybe if you're gonna like have a fucking podcast about beanie babies, tell me about it. Doing a goof. What you didn't know about it? No, I love it. I love beanie babies, and I love you. Oh, Peter Gabriel saying I get erect. Shed my skin. This is the new stuff. Beanie babies are the best. Collect beanie babies. I just like the idea that they were like, in 2008, Ty released a new version of Beanie Babies called Beanie Babies 2.0. The purchase of Beanie Babies 2.0 provided the owner with a code to access the Beanie Babies on an interactive website. And then the the next sentence. 
The next sentence. The website is no longer available. <laughs> Without ever beanie baby knowledge you can drop on us. Well, did you know that they, with McDonald's, produced the teeny beanies mm. and they put them out in their happy mails in 1996. The production of Beanie Babies stopped in December 1999, but consumers demanded they stop that business and they restarted making them in 2000 under the name with the first Beanie Baby called The Beginning. And also I read here that when they stopped making them, the last bear they made was called The End. The End. This end is of the end. Basically, it's all a bunch of shit. Like, it was like this sad bubble that everyone knew. At its height of popularity, people would flip Beanie Babies as much as 1,000% on eBay. Beanie Babies made up 10% of eBay sales. Oh! It's crazy. Warner was keenly uh, aware of the Beanie Baby bubble. And then they blew more bubbles. None no. of these lines. Fucking stupid. And there was this whole part of that article that was like people getting upset that they didn't put enough beans to fill them up completely. Mm. But then Ty was like, it looks more realistic when they're not totally ah. full. Listen. <clears throat> So there you have it. What we did on Monday. Good God. I like. I think we should do this more often where we just do several days of talking about it. And we edit it all together. It's like the author who said, uh, write drunk, edit sober. We're, we're doing. Like, we're like record drunk. And record drunk. <laughs> no, no. Re-record it's slightly it's less record drunk. drunk, listen to sober, re-record more drunk, mm. listen to never again. And that's why we won the Bulletzer this year, everybody. Thank you so much for your support. We won the Bulletzer. Ah. Someone gave us a bullet and said, put it in your brains. Handed down from the highest office. Look, you guys, you're bad. Your podcast is bad. Here's a bullet. Some of the worst will be cutting funding from the Holy Schlodcast. I mean, this is nothing. This is more like uh, Meals on Wheels, more like Shit on Wheels. <laughs> and I'm done with these people. Uh, those some of the worst, but we'll be back next week, or will we? <laughs> same bat time, same Coco Pelly channel. I don't know. See you in the ether. Oh, goodbye. Oh, goodbye.